0: Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane.
1: You guys want to wait and listen to hear me say who I am.
0: Oh, you remembered that. There's a
1: little tease, a little tease. A little
0: tease, a little tease. Thank what you. are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about um, our emotions, primarily anxiety. Uh, so, Rob and I talk a little bit about kind of our situation with anxiety and how we kind of relate to different people with that we also talk about some scripture and wisdom in dealing with anxiety um, and how that's a process and we talk about you know how it's not just one thing you need the scriptures you need the church you need brothers and sisters to encourage you to help you walk this road so please tune in Of theology, uh, my name is Rick Romlich. <laughs> We've said this in the intro, but did I say my name? You don't know yet, do you? I, I hope you, say you it don't it, know.
0: You're always mm-hmm. a little, yeah, you never know yeah. what you're gonna say.
1: You Rick's like a box of chocolates, know. uh, you never know what you're gonna get. Um, Rob, yes, it is the warmest day of the year, dude. It's supposed That's to be in the 80s this. today. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And you're wearing a long sleeve i listener, am wearing but i am also wearing shorts understand.
0: and i'm also wearing shorts and flip-flops i can't see that so i don't know I don't you know me I can stand up yeah
1: yeah please do yep he's wearing pants let the listener understand i'm <laughs> wearing
0: shorts <laughs> let let's record snow, show
1: s- snow pants <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly how's your day going Bob, man how, are, how you you doing, jo- are you enjoying this weather
1: I have you been me. outside or what I asked you a question.
0: Yeah, I, I was starting to ask mine first. I just took longer to ask it.
1: Uh, sorry, I wasn't listening. What was your question?
0: <laughs> have you been able to get outside? Have you been able to enjoy this beautiful weather?
1: Today? Yeah. What'd you do? Lunchtime, I went out and had lunch outside and uh, played with my son for a little bit, which was really good. Nice. A really nice time. Will? Yep.
0: Very nice. That's the one. That's That's the one son I have.
1: That's the one I played with. Oh, okay. Levi's a little bit, you know, he's still, it's hard for him to get out and play. We were playing on the trampoline, which Will loves playing on the trampoline. Dude, Finley so. does too. Did you guys get that idea
0: from us or we just both happened to decide to get trampolines around the same time?
1: Well, I don't know. We are, we are talking about it. Okay. Candace I have been talking about it a while. And we were talking about like his birthday, but his birthday is far away. And then she was like, yeah, the cane's got one. And I was like, dang. And, and they gave it for Friendly's birthday which was February yep which I'm like that's convenient because now it's up for all the weather that's right and then I saw one for like I, I thought a good price I thought it was a good price until Rob you said dude we got our like lot. I don't know it was
0: like 150 bucks or something maybe yeah. less ours was more so anyway <laughs> where'd you get it I think we got ours at Walmart
1: Rural King maybe
0: oh dude Rural King they'll rip you off every day Yeah, Rural King's awesome their you know prices they are so expensive
1: last like two weeks ago they had a thing called Church Week all right. This is a massive corporation called having a thing called Church Week, where you turn in your receipts and ten percent of whatever you buy, as long as it qualifies, which is almost everything. They they give it to your church.
0: Did you uh, did you get some money?
1: No, because I found out about it too late. Oh my word! But still, I'm like, that's awesome. Like, they're, Those they're, corporate doesn't need to do that. And yeah, so anyway, well, um, good, man. Rob. Enough on about me. Are you fe- how you feeling, Lee? Rob, I feel you feel excited? You feel stressed? Do you feel nope. happy? I are feel you I feel excited. As
0: in, are you anxious? Um, ooh, see what she did there. Um, so I'm not going to answer all the questions because I see how you're leading up to that. I, I don't feel anxious though. And <laughs> today we are talking about anxiety. Glad we don't feel like this <laughs> let's is a talk terrible about intro. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> Anyways, um, yes, we are talking about anxiety today, and I actually have a definition.
1: Want to eat some chocolate? You don't mind,
0: do you? If I, I, d- I don't mind. You know what? <laughs> what kind of Easter chocolate? Candy? What kind of chocolate is that? Oh. A Milky Way action? Mm, Milky Way is good. That was my dad's favorite candy.
1: Yeah, it's good go.
0: stuff. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a pool out in like Delaware or something like that that my family and I used to go to. I think it was called Mingo. And every time we would go, I would try to go get a big Milky Way. Huh. Yep. There you go. So it reminds, hey. me, reminds me of my youth. <laughs> in the earlier years. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get a definition here for anxiety. I have this. It says, an uneasy feeling of uncertainty, agitation, dread, or fear. The most common words in scripture translated as anxious or anxiety are the Hebrew that I'm not going to try to say because I didn't take Hebrew, uh, 10 times in either the verbal or noun form, and the Greek, merima, 12 times in either the verbal or noun form. Older English versions of the Bible often render these words as thought, worry, or care. So, anxiety is an uneasy feeling. You didn't take feeling.
1: Hebrew in seminary?
0: No, not I yet. I you did. Not yet. I took two Greek classes. Um, not
1: yet? Are you still in seminary?
0: Well, if I go back and
1: try to... Get your math, your doctorate? The MDiv.
0: I would like to get the MDF. and then I would. Oh, I, you do! I, I would love. You to, want to go back? I, I really would. Yeah. Is that because of
1: my teasing? Is that
0: that's it, I man? It's you? caused me wow. so much anxiety. I that, thought so. Um, that's why
1: you want to bring this up. This is a exactly. backdoor way to that's talk that's about it, all this. That's it. it.
0: This is my my passive aggressive Rick, way of bringing it up. It's you tricky, know. Rob. Um, but no, anxiety, an uneasy feeling of uncertainty, agitation, dread, or fear. So, Rick, have you experienced anxiety in the past?
1: Um. Yes. I would well, say so. You want to share it with us? I am typically not an anxious person. Um, so you're brought with anxiety. Yeah.
0: Most days, it
1: paralyzes me. No, like I, I think there are people. Um, one thing, just in general, we have to be careful in thinking that how we are is like the way the rest of the of the world is. Yeah. And that that's the good things of us and the bad things. Like this is just how people are. Um, I am not typically an anxious person. I don't really struggle with that. Um, I have not to get into like a, all of the Enneagram stuff, but I have a lot of Enneagram seven in me, which means if I'm getting like stressed out or something about something, I'm just going to leave that and go do something else. Like I, I w- will just go find another thing to do that and write off the thing that's giving me anxiety. Um, I try to think of the times where I've been most anxious. Um, you know, there's big tests and, um, job stuff is on the line. Um, there's a, a, like a crisis situation in the church or my personal life, those kinds of things. But in general, I am not an anxious person, so I need to be compassionate. I need to work to be compassionate and understanding towards those who are more anxious. Yeah, Rob, same question to you. Um, have you struggled with anxiety? Yeah, I've certainly. What that sh- look like in yeah, your life?
0: I've had anxiety in the past, but it's very similar to you. Yeah. Um, And that's not something that I typically wrestle with. Um, Not, again, this isn't the Any F Downs Enneagram podcast here. But anyways, my my Enneagram number is a one, which is oftentimes attributed to like a perfectionist type personality. Mm -hmm. So if something is not going the way that I wanted it to, which may have just been an unrealistic expectation that I had from the get-go, I can feel a little bit, um, some anxiety creep up with that. Mm hmm. So I would say that I don't if, if there's a scale of like one to ten, I don't tend to experience crippling anxiety to mm. where it's in that seven, eight, nine, ten um, level of anxiety. But I'll probably walk around carrying consistently like a, a one to a three
1: worth of what, anxiety. what's what's making you anxious. Just a, I'm, I'm going to close my window real quick because there's a lot of noise out there. Mm, yeah, it's going to be loud closing my window.
0: This is what happens when we do Zoom. We each have ah. separate studios that we need to account for noise on. But the to answer your question, it's usually the things that I would like to be perfected. So if I feel like my reputation or my name is at stake for something, then I will want it to be Perfect. Because there's just some insecurities there to where I feel like if it's not perfect, then people are going to see my flaws and my weaknesses, which are very much so there. Uh, mm-hmm. But my personality just doesn't like that to, to be known, which is just unrealistic. But therefore, I will constantly carry around like, oh, like, how's this going? How's this going? How's this going? And these various areas that I'm trying to. Do you give us
1: like a specific, like. People, if people are new to the podcast, maybe they don't know this, but Rob, father of two girls, uh, leading a church plant, uh, bivocational, vocational, so full time, you're in a man- management position. Um, yeah, you're in your mid thirties. So <laughs> not yet. The <laughs> um, maturity of a of a mid forty year old. Oh, but don't blush. But, um, no, t- but what? Like what? Yeah. So that's just a snap, just a real quick snapshot yeah. of your life. Now, what in that? Do you feel like it causes anxiety?
0: Probably more often than not, the church. Not okay. not that, like, the church is a huge factor of anxiety for me. Like, I don't—I want to clarify that I'm not feeling super anxious all the time about the church. But if they're—out of the things that you just listed, the thing that would more consistently bring up any degree of anxiety would be the church, just because even though we are a congregational church— um, and I'm trying to really encourage people like, hey, like this, the, the church is the body. It's the collected body. It's um, God's people surrounding or gathering together, assembling together around the right preaching of the gospel and the right practice of the ordinances. Like this is not a, a Rob thing. Because it's a plant, Yeah, it oftentimes looks like it's a Rob thing because yeah. Rob is the, the church planter. And so that part gives me some anxiety. Like, no, I don't, I don't want it to be that. I don't want it to be this Rob right. thing. I don't want people to view this as like my baby. Um, cause it, it's not, it's the church.
1: I'm, but at the same time, you're, exa- it's on your shoulders to like make it happen. Exactly. Like yeah. that,
0: this new local expression of the body of the church, um, was kind of um, started off by me saying like, Hey, there needs to be more, more churches in this area. So therefore let's plant one. And so therefore a lot of people look at the church as synonymous with me, which I don't want. Um, but because of that, it can bring up some anxiety.
1: Do you, as far as like in your household, do you feel like you're more anxious or your wife, not to like probably your wife,
0: but yeah, no, Danielle probably carries it more than I do. Not with the church, but just anxiety in general. She really likes to know, um, Steps and re- what's next, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: when she doesn't, it, it can cause some anxiety in her own life.
1: Um, How does that go for you? Like reflecting you as not really an anxious person, her as a more anxious person.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes me have to just show a little bit more patience and recognize, like, hey, she. This is who she is, and he. Her First Peter three seven talks about living with one another in an understanding way, yeah. And so, understanding that she. Um, tends to feel some anxiety if the next step isn't clear, whatever that Mm -hmm. next step is, whether it's for children, raising children, um, the house, what next project we're working on, or stuff with the church or stuff, whatever it is. Like if the next step isn't clear, then that can give her some anxiety. And so I just got to recognize like, okay, the way that I communicate with her is clarifying where we are and clarifying what the next step is. So... But what about you? Does Does Candace ever feel any kind of anxiety like that as well?
1: Yeah, um, some. One of the things that gives me anxiety is when I feel like I'm disappointing people. Like people are wanting me to, to perform a task and I fall through, you know, and then that requires like extra work on their end. And so yep. um, an example could be like your project at work and you, you know, people are collaborating and like you drop the ball on your side. Um, and then they have to like figure it out. You know, another one is like you, you get, you get a good ways into a podcast and you realize like I never recorded audio on my end. And so hopefully Rob, you're recording stuff from my voice on your end.
0: Um, <laughs> I am. So you're good, welcome. Good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cause I
1: just thought about that. I was like, dang, I'm going to create some anxiety for Rob right here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but no, I think for us, yeah. Um, Candace is not typically an anxious person, unless there like there's a lot required of her. So um, she's, and I mean this wholeheartedly, one of the sweetest people I know. Like, and she's just a super kind, sweet gal, and she does not want to disappoint people. So what brings her anxiety is the fact like she's disappointed people, or um, someone's frustrated with her, or uh, she has to like. Not create conflict, but just like say something that that might potentially possibly create conflict, um, that can give her some anxiety. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like I yeah church stuff brings me the most anxiety, um, and I I try I try not to like bring a whole lot of that home because I just like I don't need to. Everyone has work stuff, and then the other thing about it is um, as a pastor's wife, like there's enough difficulty for her there i don't mean to take my difficulties not they don't talk to her about ministry we don't we communicate a lot about church stuff but yeah for the most part um we're low anxious people um and we we try to like live a pretty chill life we're not doing a whole lot of like we're not just crazy busy all the time you know what i mean we're not trying to like scale ladders metaphorically or literally Mm. uh so thanks for that clarification yeah
0: appreciate that a lot so have you ever like within within the church or even within family have you ever counseled somebody that it wrestles with anxiety
1: um not formally no yeah informally like just in a conversation like sure i think we've all yeah some people who just have more they're stressed out about something they're anxious about something uh yeah
0: yeah, mm-hmm. what what were some of the things that you you shared with them? Well, those
1: are those are confidential conversations, Rob. I can't share that on the air.
0: Thanks. What would be some advice to somebody who oh, may be man, listening <laughs> and have anxiety? And I'll actually give you a minute to think about that because I want to share mm. some verses. So Scripture does okay. talk about anxiety. I want to
1: hear what say, Rick. But first, first the hear the Bible. To <laughs> um, Good. You can take idea. offense to that if
0: you want. But anyways, so Psalm ninety four nineteen, when I am filled with cares. Your comfort brings me joy. The psalmist recognizing that um, oftentimes he can be filled with cares. When I am filled with cares, your comfort brings me joy. Psalm 1225, anxiety, or no, Proverbs 1225, excuse me. Anxiety in a person's heart weighs it down, but a good word cheers it up. Um, There's just a loud noise that Mm. I think the listeners are going to get because I'm recording computer
1: audio. So, listeners, you're welcome. That's the chime that comes through every time you, like, quote a a reference in the (laughs) show? Yeah, that's
0: it. That's it, exactly.
1: (laughs) Remember when I was a kid, when you'd have, like, um, way back in the day, when you had, like, cassettes that would go with books, and every time there was, like, a ding or something, you'd, like, then turn the page? Exactly.
0: Yep, that's what that was. So, um, there's more here, but I just exited out of the
1: app that was giving me... um, Proverbs 12, anxiety in a person's heart weighs it down, but a good word cheers it up. yeah And then in Matthew 6, 25 and 34, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body or what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They sow and they reap. They sow and reap. Sorry, they don't <laughs> sow or <and> reap or <laughs> gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you? worth more than they. Yep, Philippians Ten. 4,
0: 6, don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, pre- present your requests to God. And then 1 Peter 5, 6-8, through 8, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. I see what you did there. You thought that I had exited out of Lagos? Mm-hmm. But what I was saying was that I exited out of the email app so that there shouldn't be any more sounds. But I appreciate you jumping in like that. That would have been that would have been very good. But you I just, said you, you said I logged out of thing that was had my verses. Was, no, no, no. I was, I was saying I logged out of thing that was, and then you jumped in because you thought I was going to say it, which would have been the right inclination. You would have been spot on. You're a professional. You did a great job here.
1: Well, but I'm I saying
0: that. the thing that was making noises,
1: dinging, chiming, yeah, exactly. Well, to go back also to that Matthew six passage, which was good. Uh, Just to finish that last, we didn't quite get to verse 33, which is very well known, um, says, talk about the Gentiles seek after these things, the worldly Mm -hmm. things. Verse 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I think you know we can tell people in conversation and counseling and you know just kind of those things like hey don't worry uh, you know God's got it don't look at the birds like we can kind of talk about all these pa- these verses and the um, you know there's all these cares but you know be joyful um, don't let the anxieties of the world weigh you down but the answer is verse thirty three seek first uh, the kingdom. And I, I think it's also important that people would realize, if you go and read Matthew six thirty three, your anxieties are not going to just go away. Yeah. Um. It, it, it the verse actually doesn't say, you know, read a verse of scripture and then you'll be on your way. It says kind of more broadly over all of your life, the first things that you have to seek is the kingdom of God, right? What, what's God's plan for your life? Uh, to follow him and be obedient to his word, right? What's God's greatest desire for you? That you grow in righteousness and become more like Christ. What what does God have you relationally? He has you, he desires you to be in relationship with him, in in relationship in a healthy local church, and so those kind of priorities being first in your life, then the issues of job and you know career, family, even um, who you're supposed to marry—all those things um, come after those things. It's when we kind of disorder our affections, so to speak, that a lot of anxiety can come. Um, having said all that, um, as long as we are in the flesh and in this world, we will people will struggle with anxiety. The fear of the unknown, different uh, issues of guilt or shame, people pleasing, those kinds of things. So it's not so much that this is a a remedy for the moment, but rather Christ is the remedy eternally. And you fix your mind on him um, and truly trust the sovereignty of the Lord. And then the things that are bringing you anxiety begin to lessen and to diminish. Um, The hard part is taking your eyes off of the thing that's bringing you anxiety and, and putting your eyes on Christ. Yeah, it reminds me of that song,
0: uh, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Yeah. Look full in His wonderful face and things this world will grow strangely dim mm-hmm. in the light of His glory and grace. Hey guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Life Journal. Life Journal is a 90-day planner and journal to help you organize your day, accomplish your goals, and grow in your faith. And the thing that I love about Life Journal is that, as you guys know, I also work full-time outside of the church. So this journal is put together really well, very sturdy, and it looks really sharp. So I can walk into any business meeting with this journal and feel good about opening up and taking notes. And then in addition, to that, it also is able to gear your day toward keeping the gospel at the forefront of your mind. It's got a section each day, what I'm thankful for, uh, what scripture did I read, what did I learn here, what was new, how will I use this today, and then it has a gospel connection. How did this reveal the gospel or point myself or others to Christ. So it's not only a productivity journal, it's got your top three, it's got a spot for notes, it's got a spot to track your five foundations and daily goals, but it also brings it all back to the most important thing, the gospel. So we heartily endorse the gospel-focused life journal, and if you want to learn more, go over to gospelfocused.com. Again, that's gospelfocused.com. Um, so Rick, when, when you are, um, or, or let's say if you were to counsel somebody who mm-hmm. has, who's wrestling with anxiety, what would be some advice, some counsel that you would give them? You tapped into that a little bit there as you were yeah. talking, but then also, um, w- not just like the, this to do, mm-hmm. um, but like, what are some of the heart issues that you would want to try to unpack when it comes to anxiety without being condemning? because it's not like someone yeah. says like hey today you know what i want to do i really want to have anxiety. You know you
1: know <laughs> what i mean? do think that. Yeah, that's how i want to <laughs> yeah. enjoy my day. And, and there there's like a small i wouldn't say but a lot of people but there's a small crowd who like they it's attention for them. Like yeah. they, they're anxious, they want to act anxious they, because like growing up they that's the way they got attention whether it's from their parents or peers or someone and so that's a learned behavior for them. Yeah, let's say um, it's
0: not that person. Yeah, let's say it's right. genuine anxiety. G- well yes okay, you know what i'm saying um you're no, parse Rob, that too <laughs> well Rob, i <laughs> would say somebody's not seeking attention has genuine anxiety you know the real ones and not they, the fake ones and they really are just looking for some help not the from posers Pastor that Rick. are out
1: there yeah. uh yeah so I, I mean i'm like i said i'm not an anxious person so having yeah, it's kind of hard sometimes to dive into these things when you're not an expert but i would say a lot of our um even if it's like anxiety, uh, fear of man, people pleasing, um, trying to, you know, avoid conflict, dealing with issues of shame and guilt, all those really uh, stem from identity. It's an identity, an identity issue. Um, And so I I want people to go back to Ephesians one and two, their identity is in Christ. They've been adopted into the family of Christ. And so if you are feeling you know, fearful or anxious or, uh, shame, shameful Th- that those are things of the world and of the devil, right? So I don't want them to be looking to those, the people of the world, the things of the world to give them identity. Rather, I want them to turn to scripture, to who they are in Christ. If they're, if they're a believer, yep. as you said, yep. um, and really work on understanding who they are in Christ Jesus. Um, n- not just like I'm a Christian, but what's it mean? That Jesus Christ, who literally created the world, came, gave his literal blood for you so that you can now be adopted in and be a literal co-heir with Christ. This isn't ethereal. This isn't, you know, far out there. This isn't just nice languages. This is a reality in your life. And so a lot of that spiritual formation kind of conversation um, and that takes a lot of time in prayer a lot of time reading the scriptures and praying the scriptures mm-hmm. because it's the holy spirit who who helps us to believe our identity in Christ so that's the issue right that's the problem if you maybe that's a little too strong I'm saying that's the problem problem though is they're they're having a an identity issue um so we're going to start there and then we're also going to talk about like their spiritual rhythms you know, are you in prayer regularly? What's that look like in the word? Are you memorizing scripture? Are you in a uh, good, solid, robust biblical community? Um, and then and then we're also going to, like on the back end, we're just going to talk about like that we're in the world. Like we live in a fallen world and you're going to have to learn to fight and uh, against anxiety and battle. It it will not go away probably for most people. It's just It's not just going to disappear. For some it will. But for a lot of people, it's not just going to disappear. It's like, you know, uh, the lust of the flesh. Just because you hit 65, the lust of the flesh doesn't go away. Yeah, right. You have to learn um, to to follow and trust God. Trust your identity in him. Trust his goodness and trust that he's sufficient for all your needs. So in a big kind of quick summary We're going to talk about identity. We're going to talk about your spiritual rhythms and and spiritual formation. And then we're going to talk about just um, suffering well within the realm of a fallen world.
0: Yeah, that's good. I I really like that. So so if I'm hearing right, you're going to want to try to ensure that like that individual, because it sounds like what you're saying, which I, I agree with, is that if someone is experiencing anxiety, then there's a good chance that the things that are causing their anxiety, like let's Mm -hmm. say their biggest fears actually come true, they're wrapped around an identity issue as Mm -hmm. to if those things come true and it does. So for instance, for me, let's say if the church, something with Citizens Church ends up um, not going as planned and my inner fear that's causing anxiety is that that's going to reflect poorly on me, let's say it does. And if my identity is found in how I am perceived by the world, then that will bring me anxiety. Yeah. But if my identity is in Christ, then I know that, okay, no matter what the world thinks of me, my mm-hmm. my God does not think any less of me. Right. My position right. with him has not changed. Yeah. And so therefore I don't have to have anxiety about these things. I still want to work mm-hmm. hard and I still want to do what I'm called to do. But if it doesn't go as planned, then my identity hasn't changed. I'm not a different person for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and the other thing with, with all of this conversation is, you, you know, you start with and you finish with um, Jesus as our our only hope, right? Mm-hmm. He's our hope because he's redeemed us. He's our hope because he's going to heal us. Um, and so we never kind of pick a different route. But people who struggle with a lot of anxiety or um, depression, like I would encourage them to involve a, a good healthy Christian counselor who could help them process past issues, maybe fears or abuse different things that um, I, I would say I'm not qualified to dive into. I can have a conversation but I can't walk someone through all those things but it's never um, it's never like oh I went the church community route or I went the counseling route um, or hey I'm a Christian, I love the church Jesus is great but I just need counseling. Like counseling isn't going to do you any good apart from the life that Jesus Christ has for you. Um, And that's what a good counselor does is they're going to help you process, think through, understand, put some handlebars on past hurts, different kinds of emotions, different fears, but they're always going to bring you back to the solution and that's Jesus Christ. So it's not an either or option, um, but for some people like just they're going to need more than, than, um, a good Bible study. They they can really benefit from a good counselor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I I wrote down a few things here, just like practically speaking, because what were the things that you mentioned? Again, you said identity, you said spiritual rhythms and then suffering.
1: Yeah. Um, by suffering, I mean, you know, just the understanding that, You live in a fallen world, and you live in a fleshly body, and so you're going to have to fight the flesh until you die or until Christ returns. Like you have to have a a good understanding of that.
0: Okay, yeah, those are those are helpful. And then I I just wrote down some practical things that I that would encourage somebody to do. Um, And you already touched on pretty much all of these, Um, but just practical steps. Like one, first and foremost, seek the Lord. Um, open up mm-hmm. the scriptures. If you're feeling anxiety, look to some of the passages. Read some of the psalms. See the anxiety that the psalmist is feeling, and then mm-hmm. the way that the psalmist responds by saying, "I'm going to I'm going to cast my cares on you." Um, so seek the Lord. Um, seek godly counsel. So whether like Rick you said, um, whether that is with a friendship, or whether that's within the church, or whether that's a, a Christian counselor. I mean, invite other people in to speak, um, and invite. Be particular about who you invite in. Ensure that it's gonna be people who are going to point you back to the gospel and point you back to your identity in Christ. Not just... Who's mature. Yeah, not just someone who's going to um, empathize. And and you do want somebody who empathizes, but you want somebody Mm -hmm. who's able to empathize and then point you in the right direction. Um, Third one was surround yourself with godly people who will ask the right questions and offer support. So this is slightly different than seeking godly counsel in that... You need to be in community. So, yeah. they might not all offer biblical counsel, but being around others who are pursuing the same thing, in that they're pursuing to make much of Christ, that's mm-hmm. going to help you. So, uh, seek the Lord first and foremost, then invite a few um, in to provide godly counsel, and then surround yourself with godly community, and then also just be honest. So, be honest with the Lord share with him exactly what you're feeling. Don't feel like you mm-hmm. have to say things a certain way. Um, don't feel like you have to be dishonest about how you're feeling mm-hmm. because it's silly to think that sometimes we feel like we have to be dishonest to God in our prayers in order to yeah. ensure that we don't offend him or something like that when lying would be offensive to him. So uh, be very honest with the Lord and then also just be honest with others. Like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. Um, don't don't be afraid to be able to share that with with a, a few confidants. So, and, then, and the last thing I had on there was meditate on God's goodness and God's sovereignty or providence. Mm-hmm. So the very fact that God is good mm-hmm. means that he is, he is for you and not against you if you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And if, if you take some time to meditate on all that God has done, all the things in, in your life that God has provided you, I think that that will be at least a little bit helpful to be able to Mm. consider, and not everyone listening to this may be able to say this, but to consider the fact that you were able to wake up this morning and get out of bed and take a shower and clothe yourself and be able to eat and be able to feel the wind on your face. These things that we take for granted, how good God Mm -hmm. has been to you. He's continued to take care of you. But then also... His sovereignty, his goodness. If he, if he truly is good, I've read a quote this past week um, from C.S. Lewis from Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe*, and it was Susan when she is learning about who Aslan is, and Mister. and Missus Beaver are telling her who Aslan is, and she says, um, "Oh, this Aslan. He is. Is he a man?" And they say, "No, he's a lion. He's the lion. He's the king." And she, Susan says, "Ooh." He's a lion. I think I'd be a little bit afraid to meet a lion. Is he safe? And Mister Beaver says safe. Who said anything about safe? Of course he's not safe. But he's good. He's the king. Yeah. And are you reading the book? No. Is that- no, no. 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 It was just a, a quote. And and I'm sitting there like man, like that's so true. We have to look at Jesus as like this, this super cozy. Like there's no um, there's no rough edges around him. And the fact is, he, is he's a lion, and mm. he's not safe. But if you are in Christ, then you are safe. And so, if you are in Christ, meditate on the goodness of God in your life, the, the various different things that he has done to provide for you, to take care of you up to this point, and then consider his sovereignty and his goodness in that he says that he will continue to take care of you, and he will continue to provide for you, and he's the one who's in control of all things. And if he's in control of all things and he's good, then that should provide some level of comfort for us that, Lord willing, will help diminish some of that anxiety. And again, of course, we've already caveated this by saying we do not wrestle with crippling anxiety. There are those who do. And so not trying to come at this from, hey, you know exactly what you're feeling or anything like that, but... I think that some of these things would um, hopefully be at least a little bit helpful.
1: I agree, Rob. Well said. The Lord is good. And I think that we do a massive disfavor to ourselves, to our faith, to those around us. When we think that, um, two errors, one, we think that, Oh, I'm a Christian. So now all of my struggles are gone. I shouldn't be anxious at all. And also when we say, um, you know, this is just it. Like, I'm just going to be an anxious person forever. I just have to like deal with it, maybe get some medication, maybe move somewhere else instead of believing that God is bigger than these things, genuinely bigger can bring help and healing. So it's good stuff. And again, not experts, um, but just want to encourage those who struggle with all this stuff. So, um, as always, we enjoy, um, getting on here talking with you guys not talking with you i guess just talking at you but we really enjoy when people throw out some ideas so if you have any questions or comments um, whether it's about this episode past episodes or a suggestion for something you'd love to hear us talk about um, we can't guarantee that we will cover it but most of those we do and you can head over to simpletheology.org. there you can find um, links to support us financially you can send us an email you can find out all of our social media connections just go to simpletheology.org rob do we have a phone line open for these we
0: do it's 614-233-1098 that is working (laughs) 614-233-1098 Operators are standing by. Operators are standing by. (laughs) Yeah, at the website, you can find links to previous episodes and some show notes there and some recommended resources. You, as Rick said, can support us. We super appreciate that. We just had another supporter Um, last week. I think I I might butcher this. It's not in front of me, but I think it was um, Frugay Photo. Uh, man I'm so sorry I probably butchered that Mm. but super grateful for all of our supporters and Rick remind me next episode I will say that that name right I will get it correct Rob next episode no remind me next episode so I can get it ready Um, remind me remind you and I'll remind you oh okay yeah we'll do it just like that anyways Mm -hmm. all you guys who do support us seriously it means a ton thank you yes Um, you can also send any suggestions to episodes at info at All right. anything else go to the website check it out
1: That's it. Peace out, y'all.